Hey friends, Liz here. Jenny and I sat down for our very first catch-up episode. Not catch up the condiment, but catch up as in we haven't chatted in a while. But I'm I'm here all night. Um, but I did want to pop in here before the episode really starts, just to let you know that um just to offer a trigger warning for anybody who uh, may be triggered by subjects around loss, um, because we do cover that in our episode today. Um, We also broke this episode up into two segments because, as you may have noticed, Jenny and I love to talk to each other, and we just really struggle to keep it under an hour. So we're breaking this up into two segments, part one and bonus part two. Uh, bonus part two will be up shortly after part one. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Dive on in. I hope it's at least the very least entertaining. And as always reach us, reach out to us at beyondbirthpodcast at gmail.com. If there's ever a topic you want us to cover, or you just want to say hi. Okay, let's get ready with this episode. Welcome to the Beyond Birth Podcast. Join us each week as we take the conversation of motherhood beyond birth. I'm your co-host, Liz Winters, a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre- and postnatal coach, BirthFit regional director, and mama. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Jenny Anderson, mama, doula, and fellow BirthFit regional director. Our hope is to inspire, educate, and empower women as they navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood with evidence-based guidance, informative interviews, and entertaining anecdotes from our perspectives as moms, entrepreneurs, and birth professionals. While you're listening, please keep in mind that the information on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's dive in. We're kicking off a, our first, this is our first catch-up episode. I'm, and I'm going to do it with some wine. I'm cheersing you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Do you have wine too? No, this is just a giant glass of kombucha, but since oh, I knew you were going to have a can of wine, I <laughs> ran to the kitchen to get a wine glass and put some kombucha in it because I've had too much to drink in the last like five days that I'm just So there ready. was drinking? Mm-hmm. Was there drinking? I mean, nothing crazy, but like I, I typically don't drink, not for any reason other than I just don't feel great when I drink, but I felt pretty. I like pretty... to tell people with a toddler, you can't afford a hangover. No. I can't afford a hangover. No, I got to well, be feeling my tip top shape to just kind of survive. <laughs> I mean, toddler plus entrepreneur life. I, well, sure. We yeah. really, when we really say we haven't talked to each other that much, we mean it. <laughs> No, and I, I've been gone. I've been like pretty I much know. totally unaccessible, inaccessible, unaccessible. Mm. Not around. Un? I'm going to go with un. In? In. Un. Sure. Fuck. Where have you been? Help us out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I, um, let's see. Ooh, that's that noise we're trying not to make. I just made it right into the microphone. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Um, I'm I, a drinking game, and every time you do it, I'm gonna take a sip. 
<laughs> and that way you're going to know when you do it too much. Because when we're five minutes in and I'm drunk, this you're is going to be, be our like... best episode yet. <laughs> um, I have been on the road. So the last weekend I was in LA for my business mastermind. And then I just got back from Phoenix this past weekend where I was at the beauty counter leadership summit. So it's been, I was basically home for two days in between those trips. I like how you rolled all the warm weather climates uh, in March and April. Well done you. Apparently I I did not plan this, but uh, (laughs) it was a perk. It was definitely a perk. Yeah. So it's been (laughs) wonderful, but also really rough because like I, I got home from the mastermind, our flight left LA at 6am, which means that Lucia and I were at the airport at 4am, which was disgusting, which means we left, we had to get up at 2.55am. It was terrible. Are you more, you're more of a late, late night person? No, I'm definitely a morning person, though we are recording this late at night, so we'll see how this operates. Yeah. No, I'm definitely a morning person, but I'm sorry, your alarm goes off before 3 a.m. I think that's unacceptable. Well, because that's not really morning. You're not, no. that's not sure what it is. It's not sure if it's still late night or if it is still morning. It's Should we be like, partying or should we be sleeping? I'm not sure what's happening. Nothing, right? Nothing <laughs> should be happening. You should basically be doing whatever you were doing at 1 a.m. You should still be doing it at 3 a.m. Partying? Yes. Sleeping? Yes. <laughs> Whatever it is, just you shouldn't be changing anything. No alarm should be set for 3 a.m. No, and 3 a.m. should not match 7 a.m. Like nothing nothing about 3 a.m. should mimic what's happening at 7 a.m. No. Right? No. Fair? Okay. Completely fair. Um, and that, so I got home, and I was at home that Monday, and then I flew out again Thursday morning. Ooh. And then I got back at 2.30 a.m. yesterday. Shane's laying on the gifts you don't leave anymore. Right, pretty much. He was such a <laughs> champion, man. He stayed with Edie. He took time off work. He got Aww. extra babysitters. Edie got to go to work with him. Oh, she's like, this is great, mom. <laughs> Score. Having the best time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so t- catch me up on um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so the mastermind, you should take a drink because I made the noise again. Um <laughs> mastermind was awesome and also not what I expected. It also feels like a million years ago. I can't believe it was basically 10 days ago. Um, so I'm in a business mastermind run by Nagar Fonuni and she is based out of LA and she is a badass and you should follow her. And what's been cool about this mastermind is that like, I am very practical (laughs) if you don't know that already. Like I, I'm a creative human, but I also really like details and worksheets and organizational structure and systems. And this mastermind is pulling me out of that and into like a more creative and diving into our feelings and energy and what do we want to put out into the world. So it's definitely woo, but like in a really, really helpful way. Which you and I have discussed that we love the woo. We just don't like woo without any sort of tether to some sort of logic science right 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 so this has been really really fascinating and awesome and just expanding and uh, all the things and it's been a lot of personal growth in this first i've been with uh this mastermind for since january so three months now um how does the mastermind work tell me so there's a group of 15 of us and we all applied in there. We're all, we're all entrepreneurs of some sort. Um, most of us are focused in the health and wellness field 
and we have so Nagar is focusing this and so she's coming into our we have a Facebook group that we're meeting in and she's giving us like basically daily homework and um, themes that we're talking about but we're all working on projects and so it's basically this little hub that we can hop into and say like hey here's what I'm working on can I get some feedback and people are really honest and like it's just a nice sounding board with other entrepreneurs yeah. and what's nice is that because we all have pretty diverse backgrounds um, you can get a lot a lot more broader of feedback. So, you know, I, I, my ideal client isn't necessarily going to understand the nitty gritty of nutritional therapy. So for me, I need to work on like making things more succinct. Um, and so having a group of people that aren't necessarily all nutritional therapy practitioners or all beauty counter consultants or all, you know, all in one field, um, is right. really, really helpful for me. Yeah. People that are coming in with basically no knowledge of what you have knowledge in. Right. Yeah. So yeah, super cool. So in this, was this the first time you met these 15 people in person? Uh, so most of them. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I knew, I knew Neg and then Lucia is also in there too. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's in there and, but then everyone else was new to me. So it was really cool because we bonded and, um, went through some really interesting exercises and I, I went into this weeding, this weeding, this weekend expecting to talk about like our projects and like, you know, sales pages and copy and like all the kind of right. dry stuff, right. all um, the same stuff, but just in person. Right. Right. Well, because she told us like bring something for us to workshops. So I was like, okay, cool. We're going to talk about that. So I wasn't necessarily like emotionally or mentally prepared to like do a lot of deep dive. Those are the best retreats when they come up unexpected. Oh man. It was really intense. Oh, like in, in a really, I think positive way, but we, have you ever done a breathwork meditation? I mean, maybe by accident, but not intentionally. Okay. So when they asked if I'd done breathwork meditation, I think of birth fit breathwork. So you're like, yeah, I know how to do breathwork. Duh. We do it all the time. Not what that is. Um, so we did this really intense meditation and you do a very specific breathing pattern. And I, again, I like to preface this with the fact that I am woo, but I have a heavy leaning towards like, I'm, I'm pretty grounded, right? Like I, I, I'm not, um, I don't let myself get off into woo woo la la land very, very easily. Yeah. So but when I tell healthy you dose, dose of skepticism, yeah, I'm pretty skeptical about everything. Um, so when I explain what happened to me in this, I feel like it, it gives it a little more power. Yeah. Um, because I don't, let myself lose control, I guess is a good way of talking about it. Um, which is why I don't do drugs. Hashtag don't do drugs. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like, I just don't like losing control. Like I just, I'm, I, I value that a lot. And which means I miss out on some experiences. Um, and like, that's what thing, one thing that I had to learn how to do in birth was like, let go of control, not lose control, but let go of control, which I think right. are two different things. Right. Um, anyway, so we did this breathwork meditation um, and my word for the weekend was release. I really wanted to release any preconceived notions I had about what we were going to do. I wanted to release, um, any anxiety that I was holding on to, um, any, anybody else's narratives. And that came up a lot for me actually in both these pull past weekends. Um, and so during this meditation, um, 
where we did the breath work and the music was really loud and it was really nice because music is really powerful for me. Um, my whole body was vibrating. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's face is perfect. I wish I could capture this. <laughs> um, Don't take a picture right now. <laughs> I like I, I couldn't feel my face. Like I seriously felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> like it was very, very, very intense. So we did this breath work. And then we did this like guided meditation and, um, a lot of shit about Elliot came up that I was not expecting. And it was really, really intense. Um, and so they were talking, like, she would ask you questions, like, think about the last time that you were really happy, you know, let any emotion come out. And like half the room started just laughing, which was really funny Cause we're all laying on the ground, like eyes closed. You don't know what's going on around you. Um, and then, you know, think of someone who needs forgiveness and like what, whatever that scenario was. And I don't really remember the exact um, questions, but that one instantly I started bawling because all I could think of was myself. And it was so fucking intense. Um, And I got really scared too, because again, like I was having such a physical reaction to what I expected to be such just a mindset, mindset focus. Um, and that whole experience was just, it really shook me. Like it really, really shook me. And, um, yeah, I I didn't realize I was carrying so much um, guilt and blame for what happened. Um, and my, like, logical brain knows that I didn't do anything wrong, right? We talked about that before. Um, but that came up pretty hard. Sorry, this got really heavy. <laughs> um so I was like laying on the ground, like basically sobbing and like in a totally different world. And, it came um, out really hard. what, like, sorry. Like, I said it came out really hard. It wasn't like a couple tears. It was like full blown. It was like, I was really trying to hold it in, but like, I couldn't, like I, my eyes were closed so tight that my face hurt, but I also couldn't feel my, like I was having such an intense physical reaction. Like I, I was not in my body, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, they didn't give us any drugs, but <laughs> Um, and I was so gone that I also didn't realize that everyone else had come out of this meditation because they gave us like a song to like, you know, like ease, come back, like come back to yourself. And I couldn't, like, I was totally gone. And this really sweet woman, Amy came over and like, just like gently put her hand on my shoulder and was like, Hey, like here. And like it, I feel like I really cannot put words to how powerful that experience was for me. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know if it was necessarily positive, but it was definitely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then right after that, Neg is like, okay, who wants to workshop their projects? I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I love you, but oh my God. Okay. Like I can't even like look at anybody right now. I'm trying to keep my shit together. Right. So it, it really just... the past it's been five months and it feels like a total lifetime. Um, and I have 
been grieving, but I've also really been making myself incredibly busy and like just throwing myself into my work and I enjoy my work, but I also think I've been hiding in my work, um, which is exactly what I didn't want to do, but it's been a coping mechanism. And I think the past two weekends really brought a lot of that to light. Um, yeah. That I haven't. Go. Say that. Say that one more time. No, no, please keep going. You keep going. Um, the last two weeks you haven't. I just, I haven't, I haven't processed. I haven't processed everything, and um, it's been. So, <laughs> do you want to keep crying? Because I can just keep going on this. <laughs> um, right, let me have another sip. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go ahead. Um, this past weekend at Beauty Counter Leadership Summit, which was another weekend that I went into incredibly skeptical and came out. It was another incredibly powerful weekend. And I'll, I could dive into that a little bit more if you want. But um, the CEO, Greg Renfro, um, had her business and life coach basically do this. One, it was, well, he was one of the keynote speakers. And he was just an incredible human. Um, and I feel terrible because I can't remember the, his name off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll find him. Um, and he was talking about working with CEOs and how they were talking about the, um, it's like what it, how, how you can have love in your life and still be incredibly lonely. Like those things can coexist. It can be both. Um, but he was talking about the the cost of success and um the busyness trap and he works with ceos and cfos and just like really high level executives and he asked all of them is what has success cost you in your life and um he asked us that and we shared with our table I feel like um, that's how I lost my son. And it's, again, something I know not really to be true. Um, but that's what very first came up to me, is like, what has the success cost you? And um, I worked really fucking hard in 2018 like harder than I've ever worked. And I'm really proud of everything I did, but I also think that I lost an opportunity to um, be as connected and as in tune with, um, with my family and with the baby I was carrying and with everything else around me. Um, and again, like, it's, it's not for lack of love, right? Um, but it, it's, it's when, when I lost Elliot, um, that was one of the first things I told Shane. I mean, probably like in the depths of things, like I, I can't be, I can't be so busy anymore. Like I cannot, I cannot do what I just did for the last year because it doesn't fucking matter. 
Um, and so when people are like, oh, why aren't you bringing boot camp back? Or why aren't you coaching more? When are you going to be back at this? When are you going to do this? Why aren't you seeing clients? Why aren't you doing all that? And I was like, because I don't want to. <laughs> because uh, it cost me a lot. And I don't think that's why I lost him. But I believe that. do I really believe that's why I, that's, but what? <laughs> like, is there still a doubt? Like, do you really, I, I know that you know logically it didn't. Yeah. But obviously it's coming up in your heart. Right. And as you've worked through the last two weekends of kind of coming from, coming to this from a different angle that you never really knew was coming, you know, so you're like, well, this is a different angle. <laughs> Surprise. <of this." laughs> yeah, right. Um, has it left you with this feeling of, are you still attached to that story of your journey led you to losing Elliot? Like you're being busy, you're throwing yourself into work, you're doing a lot of things, you're, you know, not being in tune with your body, all of those things. Did they, does that still feel like that's what happened to you? I think that's part of the narrative that I'm trying to work through again, like logical brain can go, like, I'm pretty good at like separating those two. Like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't true, but my gut is different. And I think because for those that <laughs> I forget we're recording, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, we don't know what happened. Like we have no rhyme or reason. Um, I gave birth to a beautiful, seemingly perfectly healthy boy who just was not alive. Um, and like no cord complications, no pregnancy complications, like absolute worst case scenario, to be perfectly honest. Um, just right, because, no, because no reason. Where do, leave, where do you leave the blame? Where do you right. put the blame? Right, right. And you're putting it on yourself. Yeah. As much as I'm telling myself, it's not true. Like it's still, it's still in there, but the good news is I got a therapist today. So I'm really excited about that. Good. Yeah. Because you know, I know you, you know, that if Shane was the one carrying the baby, you would never accept, allow him to carry blame. No. Of course not. <laughs> but when we speak to ourselves, we speak with such harsher expectations. Yeah. You know, mine, what could I, what could I, should I, you know, you're stronger than this, Jenny. You could have figured this out. Should I have gone in for that extra ultrasound? Should I have taken more naps? Should I have... Fill the blank. I've asked him all the, I've asked all the questions. Of course. And it's still like, should I have pushed myself farther? Even though what you're literally saying right now is I need to not push myself so much. We're like beating ourselves up for, yeah. I should have pushed myself harder in some way. Yeah. So, um, I, I was not expecting any of that to come up at mm -hmm. either weekend. Um, like I, I don't think in any realm, oh, something just fell over. Um, like I never, I never would have imagined this coming up at my business mastermind of all places. Right. Um, and especially not at a beauty counter conference. Like, like what? 
And so. then we apply the blush. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> there were no makeup t- tutorials. What? I know. God. I what is that. this place? <laughs> so it was... like what you were saying about, um, about it just being powerful experiences. Yeah. I think you and I talked about in this... Um, in our podcast on the fifth trimester about returning Mm -hmm. to work and about returning to work after a loss, how there, there is that, um, it's a relief. It's a relief to return Mm -hmm. to it. And I'm sure at some point for both of us, there was a shift where it started, it was easier than facing the emotions that we were facing at home. And so you kind of start to, um, like, shift your scale that direction maybe more than is quote unquote ideal or you know the best idea for our mental health etc and and I'm grateful for you that you have these really powerful experiences to kind of take you by the shoulders and just say like okay Liz you made it through the immediate postpartum you survived and now it might be time to process some of these things differently and I'm I'm not saying that makes it a good experience or and it's just like, maybe this was just the right time to catch you off guard and, and really kind of give you that, like, whoa, I, whoa, I maybe should look at this a little differently. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think, I, I don't know that I, I really can't ascribe like good or bad to any of it. It was just powerful. And one of the actually, so th- that first night we did that meditation at the mastermind, it was, um, it was like releasing and like releasing that guilt that I honestly, I really, I really didn't know I carried it until that moment. I really didn't. Um, and then what was really incredible was the next day we did a sound bath and I had never done one of those before either. It was a lot of firsts. Have you done a sound bath? No. Okay. It's really, really interesting. It was not as intense. Um, but uh, this amazing woman came in and played all these different bowls and they align with different chakras in the body. And I honestly am, this is so beyond my understanding. So I I won't pretend to understand most of it. Um, but it's just like quiet, quiet time. Like you close your eyes. It was a half an hour that she played for and it was just really lovely. Um, and again, like I have done guided meditations before or just like really like I've meditated before. My mind usually really wanders and I'm off like making a to-do list. <laughs> and so I was really proud of myself because I was, actually, I was actually able to stay really present through this. And um, again, reminding everyone that I am a very skeptical, logical person with creative tendencies. Um, <laughs> I during this sound bath, um, this is, it just sounds, it sounds so insane. Like I would never believe anybody that told me this. I would be like, Oh, that sounds nice, but okay. Sure. You're crazy. <laughs> so, okay. Um, my left ovary lit the fuck up, like cramped incredibly intensely. Super weird. And my eyes were closed and everything. And sounds so fucking nuts. <laughs> um, I, and I had my hands like, like basically over my pelvis basically, because that's where I was just, they I felt like I needed to have my hands there. Um, and the, that left side was just like really hot and ovary going. Um, 
and this like (laughs) this white light was basically like to me like going shooting straight out I I cannot, I cannot explain this in a way that doesn't make me sound like an insane person, but this is what, this is what I experienced. Um, and the word that kept popping into my head was healing. And it was really, um, again, not good, not bad, but powerful. And, um, again, I was there to talk about sales pages. So... (laughs) I think you were giving yourself permission to heal. And when we carry a lot of guilt, at least I do, I carry guilt with, it goes hand in hand with punishment. Yeah. You deserve that. So like, you know, you did this wrong, Jenny. So you deserve whatever's coming to you on the negative and feeling healing and giving myself permission to heal is kind of the opposite of that. And so I think that the real beautiful moment for you was that um, you like the healing to me seems opposite of holding on to guilt and punishment. Yeah. You know, it was a really powerful weekend. I'm, mm. I keep crying every time you bring up guilt and I don't know if it's connected. Like, I don't know why that's hitting me so hard. I don't know if it's connected for me. I just like, I need you to know so deeply that you did not. I know that you probably have your own internal monologue about it. And and I know it. I might just be like this little voice in a canyon that you can't hardly hear, but I just I just need you to know that just you did nothing. Thank you. You are perfect exactly as you are. <laughs> Perfectly his mama. Nobody else could have been a better mama for him. I love you. I love you. It's the hell of an episode. <laughs> How's your wine? <laughs> I'm really feeling it. Listening to us cry, sniffle, and drink. <laughs> um, cheers. I just cheers to motherhood. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <sighs> oh, mama. Yeah. I totally got the goosebumps though because Fred and I got in a discussion tonight about Fred's 42. His dad died. Um, I mean, he was younger than 50. His dad was. So Fred has this like ticking time bomb of, of um, mortality. He's kind of convinced that any day he might die and that has made um, day-to-day routine of three children and a job in a house almost physically painful for him at times and so when you made the comment of what have you sacrificed for success um i'm really struggling with that i'm really struggling with like being raised by really conservative people and you save you save the money and you do the right things quote unquote and you you know and fred's like like when we got life insurance for each other he was like can't we just take it on a trip to Mexico and just say, fuck it. That was good. I was like, no, honey, I need, like, what if you die? I won't have any, like, there I am trying to be practical. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Let's just spend it. You know? Um, I just, I really, 
apparently the universe needed me to hear that tonight for him and I to have just had that conversation and then for that to be something that really had stuck in your heart because um, I think I'm on, I'm on the same path. I think us workaholics are on that same path. We get a really nice short-term fix. I know you say you're not a drug addict, but perhaps you're getting your drug <laughs> fix from, <laughs> from work and um, we're getting our short-term fix and then we back up and we realize that it actually wasn't, you know, really serving us. Right. In the long run. And I, I, that might be something that I need to work on in uh, the rest of 2019. I almost said 2018. I was like, oh, there goes oh that. fuck. That year's gone. That, goes that fucking year. Fuck that year. Yeah. <laughs> that year was a shit sandwich for our family. Lots of good things, <laughs> but mostly just a shit sandwich. God. On that note, not that it's a good note to be on, but we lost Jack in 2016 and that was the year that Trump was elected. No, no <sighs> comments on politics, but everybody is also the year I think that Prince died and David Bowie died. Like, and so everybody was like, fuck you, 2016, you sucked. And I was like, fuck you people. You know nothing. You don't even know. <laughs> well, I mean, Edie was born that year and oh, then I that, spent that, that's good. all of the fall after Trump was elected. I'm going to make this about politics. Apologizing <laughs> to her. <laughs> I was just like I was sobbing in my bed it was another instance of me sobbing in my bed going what the hell am I gonna tell my child she's like I'm daughter I don't even know oh I know daughters we we taught Grace I mean we taught Mac so Mac would have been you know 14 months when he was um, sworn in (laughs) and so we would do something with her where if you were talking about trash um like had we thrown away or don't put it in your mouth or things like that right you would say like (laughs) And so I taught her whenever she saw his face on the TV to go. <laughs> True oh story. <laughs> and she'd walk it over to the trash can. Trump would come on the TV and she'd go, she'd look at me and go, <laughs> and I'd go, oh yeah, real dirty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That was something we did at our house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mama. So you're moving Sorry. forward with, with therapy and uh remarkably like renewed energy <laughs> uh, renewed energy to get back to work get back to work what? no not necessarily stuff. like so Wonderful. i actually I hear it i know be really proud of me um yeah. i realized after mostly after the mastermind weekend um that i have not done a good job of taking care of myself and that is something that I'm getting back to. And I don't, I don't really mean like when, when you hear a mom say like, I haven't been taking care of myself. It usually is linked to like, I need to lose the baby weight. <laughs> Any more pedicures in my life? Right. None of those things. I mean, I'll take a pedicure. Sure. That's great. Um, but I mean like really treating myself as if I have value, which I do. Um, and I have not done a good job of that. Um, so for myself, I am focusing on things that I really love, but I also am really focusing on myself, which I really love myself. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, and I really, I want to be a good example for my daughter, right. Cause she watches, she mimics, she knows. Um, so something that I have actually been doing is, um, focusing on getting movement in every day and not like exercising, but like just moving because in the last two months, like I've had some really awesome work things come up and I've been really like grinding and hustling to get those out. Um, but I have also just stopped moving 
And it makes such a difference to me and how I feel and how I carry myself through the day. So that's been one thing. And then I'm also attempting to get out of yoga pants. Like I actually just talked about this tonight in my stories. Um, I've been so frustrated. Um, and Jenny, I feel like you'll understand this. Um, like I, I am a tweener size. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that was your horse noise. You just made a horse noise. <laughs> Um, so tweener sizes for the world that doesn't know, uh, is where you are too small for plus size clothing. Um, and straight size clothing. Sure. They make that, that piece of clothing in your size, but it is not made for your body. Mm-mm. And it is so difficult to find clothes that fit and feel good. Um, those two I, things don't exist in my, in my experience, right, but, but they should, they should, oh, right? Oh, of course. So I, um, I started, I ordered a style box cause I was, I was bitching to one of my friends. I was like, I just need somebody to dress me because I'm so tired of going to the store and trying things on and getting, feeling like I'm getting looked at by sales associates uh-huh. and not even knowing what size to get anymore Wait, because whose body is this? I don't know. <laughs> like Fred literally, he's like, how come you don't shop more? I'm like, you don't know the frustration of being a tweener size person. And like, no, a tall the tweener rack, size the person. The rack works. If it doesn't work, I guess I'm out of luck. Like, but we, we even have like an extra element of difficulty because oh, yeah. we're tall. Completely. If I was five, six and a size 10, 12, 14, then it would be, I think, simpler. Somebody who's five six can go ahead and correct me on that. Doctor. Um, but I think being five ten and above, like inseams, length, shoulder breadth, like all those things go uh-huh. into. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, I ordered a style box. I'm very proud of myself. Um, but my fear with the style box thing is I'm like convinced in my head, if I can't find it in the store, like there ain't no way in hell these people are going to figure out how to dress me. Like I recently called for like to tell this help, long story short, you guys, I just had to call and be like, this is my height. This is my weight. And she was like, oh, you're, you're off our chart. I don't, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know if that's <laughs> a healthy weight or an unhealthy weight or a, like they, they literally did didn't you know call. We got, instead of health insurance, we have a health share plan. Okay. And they're allowed to, because they're not insurance, they're allowed to like gather all sorts of information and like, you know, kind of. Sure. So basically she's like, how tall is everybody in your family? How much do they weigh? I told her. And she was like, you are, um, you're, you're kind of in the unhealthy bracket. And I was like, okay, continue. And, um, and she's like, but we don't really know because we don't have anybody. We don't have six, one for women on our chart. We only go up to five ten. I was like, well then maybe wait to say that anyways. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I'm trying to come from a good place, but like they give you six months to lose baby weight. I try to explain to them how I had back-to-back babies and then I fell down the stairs and my pelvis, I can't really, I can't even take a 15 minute walk. Like I was stagnant for a long time. Plus I'm, I've always had eating issues. So I was a little bit of an emotional eater. So the weight's kind of stayed on. And she was like, well, we give you six months to lose the baby weight. I was like, well, I have a lot of issues with that. Nancy. <laughs> a Nancy. Lot. Her name is Nancy. <laughs> Fuck Nancy. It wasn't really Nancy because she was trying to be a nice person, but fuck Nancy. Yeah. I listened to some other podcasts by I want to hear all about your style box, but keep going with this (laughs) podcast. I I listen to other podcasts by moms and they're just a lot nicer than we are. (laughs) (laughs) 
are they or are they edited? I feel like no, they're just, I just... Instagram that take pretty pictures. <laughs> no, these people are just genuinely nice human beings because I've gotten to meet them. Um... <laughs> okay, wait. On the, on the side, I'm sure Nancy was a lovely human being. <laughs> no, Nancy sucks. Yeah, Nancy! Come on, Nancy. <laughs> Does this episode even make sense right now? Does it need no. to make sense? No, okay. tell me about your style box. I need to know uh. if they found club clothes that fit our size okay so style box i actually ordered two so i've had luck with stitch fix before i actually used that after i right before i had Edie when i was like i don't know how to dress as a professional in the workplace um and they're great because they have like every size up to a size 12 is what i remember okay so yeah well okay (laughs) just just bear with me here Mm -hmm. so we've got that that's coming um, because I like, am, I, a 12 would be very nice right now. I'm like a 12, 14. Um, and so I was like, knowing that I was like, okay, I keep getting these ads for Dia and co. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. So it's another style box. Um, and they are the other end of the spectrum. So they go from size 12 up to like size 32. Okay. So I was like, well, let me just buy both boxes because it's $20, right? Like, it's not a big deal. Um, and they'll send me outfits. So I got my Dia and Co. box tonight. And I was really excited about it because I was thinking if I get, like, a personally styled box of size 12, you know, probably pulling from plus-size clothing. Like, here's the problem with plus-size clothing is that it's all shitty, terrible prints, like, wh- why do you need bows on everything? No fat person so, wants like, a bow on things. Why is it so loose? Right? Like, it's a body. Can we just, like, make our bodies feel good? Like, I am 6'1". You put loose fabric on me, I look like a circus tent. <laughs> it, like, foof. Oh, God. Are there, do we go inside the big top or do we get our popcorn out here? Go. Yep. Hi. Yeah. Hi. So... <laughs> I got the box. Yes. It was not good. Damn it. I, I, I know. just looked them up. I was like, okay, here we go. Well, like, their website is super cute. And I was like, why don't I add that they're stuff fierce. on there? They're super fucking fierce. I was like, I want some of that fierce energy. So anyway, back the jeans, that the jeans I got were wonderful. They were super comfortable. Okay. Loved them. They're okay. silver. No, they, they, not the color, but the brand, silver jeans. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, go for it, girl. Fuck, if I had silver jeans, I would be, like, real fierce. No <laughs> issue. Ruling the world. <laughs> um, but then they sent me, like, this Henley t-shirt. And it was, like, a $45 Henley shirt that also had, like, circus tent qualities to it. And I was like, I... Here's the problem, is I am thrifty. Like... Mm-hmm. I, cause I am self-employed. I mm-hmm. used to say I was cheap and then that somebody pointed out that wasn't a very good value, like personal statement, I guess. Okay. So okay. I'm thrifty is a better way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. I'm frugal. Um, frugal. Ooh, I like that one too. Okay. So I was like, well, this shirt, like one does nothing for me and it's $45. So no, bye. Um, and then there was a really cute, like high, low dress, but the print is like giant roses and so it looks like a fucking bathrobe i think because once they go plus size they cease to actually like delineate that you might be under the age of 50 you might be active 
you might be like you might be like you know what i mean that we all kind of get lumped in the same thing when you're plus size it's its own category it has to include all sorts of women who might actually fit into plus sizes yeah but also people can still have good taste and dress well no matter what like it shouldn't oh i know here's my thing is like i shouldn't have to be a size 22 with giant tits and a huge ass or a size six and have a boy frame to be able to dress well and I feel like those are the two frames and I know people are going to be like that's not true that's not what's out there like that's that's my experience I mean yeah as I've never it's been very difficult to find a a good way to dress as a curvy tall woman Yes, because I'm not like careful to like curvy, right? Like I'm just kind of muscular block. (laughs) I keep calling cheddar and jeans. I'm like I don't, I don't. Just call me curvy, and that'd be the easiest thing. Don't give me too many details. I don't want to know if it's different (laughs) than curvy. You're not curvy. You're more a parachute. Fuck off. I'm curvy. Let's just we just leave it as curvy. God, don't give me details. (laughs) Parachute. I don't even know. Like you never heard of parachute? Oh, I have heard of parachute, but I'm like I, I still struggle to understand what what that actually I feel like I am just shaped like a okay I'm probably more (laughs) pear-shaped okay so they don't make clothes for pear-shaped people Mm -mm. Mm -mm. can I be a different fruit I don't I don't particularly like pears you are the watermelon radish (sighs) oh no 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 this is for my sister I am a cabbage cabbage Cabbage. Spell it. You're cabbage. I'm a cabbage. C-A-B-I-T-A-C-H. Perfect. How is my sister shaped? I, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It was mostly <laughs> a bad joke. <laughs> Tell me, your sister what? Uh, my sister sent that to me when she listened to that episode. She's like, I am thoroughly disappointed in you that you did not say that you were a cabbage. Because you're not a bitch. I like how you say that all the other moms are really sweet. And I'm like, Liz, you're like the nicest person I know. So, yeah. I mean, you I'm hit salty. it. You, yeah, you are. And I, d- I dig that about you. I dig the honest <laughs> saltiness. For sure. But you're yeah, not like unnecessarily I, mean by any means. I hope not. When I get tired and I get over shit, which happened this weekend at, at the leadership summit, I get real, I get real fucking salty. I want to hear more about that. Maybe not right now. <laughs> I think also we talked about that. You were at the airport and you were like, I'm done. I'm done. It's too late. I want to go home. I'm done. Let me go home. I couldn't get home. She, Liz, for all you people, Liz got an automated text message from Southwest. Her flight was delayed, and she replied with, are you fucking serious? To, like, the bot. I'm pretty sure the bot was like, I don't know how to respond. I know. I know. I was like, okay, I really hope people know that there's not an actual person at the end of that, and I would never say that to an actual person. And if there is an actual person on the other end of that, I am so sorry. I feel like it's a totally acceptable way to reply without saying, like, you never said, like, you're an asshole. Are you fucking serious? You just said, really? Like, that's basically all you were saying. You were like, oh, really? Yeah. The other woman I was traveling with, Heather, texted back, April Fool's, right? Right? (laughs) No. I thought it was an April Fool's joke. I was really hoping, and it just sure wasn't. That's brutal. We chased it with a really terrible margarita. Oh, there's really nothing worse than a bad margarita. Can I be honest? Especially when you're in, you were in Phoenix. Yeah. That Come on, be. Phoenix. Step up, Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. <laughs> right? I mean, it, yeah. But Ar- Arizona-Mex? Arizona-Mex. Zonies. Thanks so much for tuning into the Beyond Birth podcast. 
If you love what you're hearing, we'd be so thrilled if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time.